Abba Yahweh, thank you yet again for your grace and mercy, Father God, and being able to be used as a conduit for your gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, who came for me, and for those who ever would believe. Father God, thank you for this, your word, your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom sharing my brothers and sisters they that have an ear let them hear spiritual hearing spiritual sight and not be caught up in the confusion of mammon Abba Yahweh Aman Yeshua Aman Parakletos Aman so before I get going I'm going to tell you again brothers and sisters as I've shared you try my spirit and the spirit of truth you will find and you will hear and again, if you don't want to listen, that's fine. Turn it off and don't. My little beeper's not going to go off and tell me that people are turning this thing off. That's entirely up to you. But I tell you to try the spirit because I speak truth. I speak from the word of God. And do I sound slightly elevated in my tonation? Yes, because I'm finding that there are brothers and sisters out there that are being distracted. Okay, this is, these are the seeds of weeds that I talk about being distracted by what's in the Bible and what's not in the Bible and those that claim to be these scholars and this and and this is not the name of God, that's the name of God and that's not found and that's not there. They're being distracted and pulled apart by these things that are of mammon and they're not of any import to God whatsoever. What is important is that we share the word of God, the truth and the gospel. And there are individuals out there that are putting out information and this is how the enemy distracts from the watch. And what I've shared with you before, brothers and sisters, that um, in the military I was, um, depending on where I went, I was either a the uh, security commander or a staff NCOIC and my duty was to make sure that the watch was prepared. And part of that being done is not only setting the watch was was putting individuals out there but also making sure that those within were prepared and ready to go when it was their time to go out and make relief and in the bible it talks about trimming the wick and making sure that the lamps are filled with oil that's basically what i was doing except in the military you know you had to make sure that you're Weapon was clean and your uniform prepared, ready to go. So it was a little bit different, but that's exactly what the Bible's talking about. And if you're distracted by these other things, you're not going to be paying attention to what you should be paying attention to. And when you have individuals come up and say things like, well, that's, that's not in there and there's not there. And, and then you go and you find scriptures that actually show it to be. So what's important that you're listening to what is not in the Bible or are you in the truth? So you're reading these books that somebody's writing out there for their their glory and their vanity. So the people say, well, gee, they're mighty bright about that. If he says it's not in the Bible, then I guess it's not in the Bible. But then you go to the Bible and you find the scriptures are there. Hmm. Leaves you to ponder. So 
my point being, brothers and sisters, that we not be pulled and distracted by the individuals. Try the spirit. That goes with everything. If you have somebody that's writing these books and declaring that uh, you're not going to find, and they start talking about what is or isn't in the Bible, the very first thing that should be done is you pray that the Holy Spirit guide you and try the spirit. If that person's spirit does not come back as truth and the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to you, hopefully you haven't got your spiritual ears shut down and your hearing aid that is the Holy Spirit turned off. And if you're being sucked into these things, then that's a sorrowful time. But if the Spirit tells you that it's not truth or speaks to you, then what you do is you simply throw the book away. It's a very simple process, actually. And if you're leaning into God, you'll hear the Holy Spirit speak to you. And if you're not, you won't. And then you'll continue on down that path. So, brothers and sisters, I just, I would exhort you to stay in the word of God and not be pulled apart. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ told his disciples, we are disciples. We are disciples of Jesus Christ. Our purpose is to share the good news of Jesus Christ and give everyone that will hear an opportunity to be saved, accept the Lord Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God and have faith in God and lean into God and have the Holy Spirit guide and teach. That's our purpose. All of our purpose is the same. We are anointed to a different walk, possibly, and we are gifted differently. As I've shared before, that some are gifted to bookkeeping, some are gifted to be behind the pulpit, and, you know, the, the distractions are there and they're fed by the enemy. Okay, you have to understand and you have to lean into the Holy Spirit and you lean into God and listen to them because sometimes even for those that claim that title of Christian, they find it difficult to decipher. They find it, you have to be discerning in this. And the individuals might speak and sound very wise, but it's not wisdom of the Lord, okay? This is wisdom of self. It is arrogance, okay? So you have to be cautious, and you have to lean in and listen. Try the spirit of all things I've shared with you before. Try my spirit. You don't want to listen, that's fine. I don't care because I'm doing my father's business, you understand me, brothers and sisters? I am doing my father's business. This is not about elevating myself or trying to please you or keep you from being offended because I guarantee you, if you look for offense, you're going to get your knickers in a twist, you're going to be offended, and off you go. And that doesn't matter. They that have an ear, let them hear. The same thing that Jesus Christ told the members of the Sanhedrin, they didn't get it because they were puffed up with themselves. And there you had one faction that was into the first five scrolls of Torah, and they were so caught up in that, and those were the laws of Moses. And then you had the other sect, which was 
paying attention to the rest, which was the first five, and on into the other scriptures, which then went into the prophets. And it was so... <laughs> it's exactly what goes on in the churches today, brothers and sisters. And, and, and you have these individuals that talk, they have to rewrite the Bible. You have a, a spiritual leader of one church who is actually saying that he wants to rewrite the Bible so that it's more relevant. How much more relevant can you get than that? You have the members of the Sanhedrin that are at odds with each other because their word tells them this, and it's the law. And this faction or this church over here says, well, yeah, but the rest of the Bible says this. Well, <laughs> brothers and sisters, that's ridiculous. If you're into the word of God and you're into... God and not what is in the book and not into your own arrogance, you're going to find all truth. And it's relevant. I have already shared with you going from Revelation all the way up into Genesis. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is relevant today as it was then. I, I get a kick out of this too. I, I'm going to share this with you. I was watching, I happened to be in the... Uh, Sometimes when I'm working very, very late, which I do all the time, I'm, I'm on the late shift. Um, and if my next day is off or doesn't have to start until later in the day, I might have uh, sit in and have a cup of coffee and relax. I just kind of wind down from the day before I get on my motorcycle and head to the house. So I'm watching the boob tube, the television, and this Prudential commercial comes on. It's kind of cute. Had the kid. They're using children now. And goodness gracious. They got all these kids, and the kids are being used and trying to talk the adults into getting the insurance because it'll take care of those children that they're displaying and, they're, and all these things. And then... Uh, it's got one of the children walks up on the big rock that is, of course, uh, a profile that they've used for Prudential Insurance for decades. I remember their first commercial. Um, so the child's going up to the top of this rock and it says, um, the future is stable on that rock. And then at the end, a question is posed about one's future. And as I was watching this, my mind started kind of traveling through the scripture. And my mind got set on Christ, our rock, our rock. If you have believed that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God and you have faith in God, then Jesus Christ is our rock and solid foundation. While all other ground is seeking sand. And the scriptures talk about setting our foundation on Lord Jesus Christ, the solid rock. 1 Corinthians 10 one through four. Let me flip back over here. I'm going to share that with you, brothers and sisters. Give me a moment, please. I'm old and it takes me longer to flip the pages. Actually, I have it marked. I should just... <laughs> Sorry. So, in 1 Corinthians 10, one through four. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea 
and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So, biblical reference to Jesus Christ, the solid rock. Biblical reference to the water that was taken from the rock, being Christ, the living water. And Jesus also told the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, about the living water. So, you say, what's your point? Well, my point would be, What's more important, the trivialities that are thrown at us by mammon and distractions, and then the minions of the enemy, Satan, who is not, remember this, Satan is not omniscient, he's not omnipresent, and he's not omnipotent, which means that he's not all-knowing, he can't be everywhere, and he's not all-powerful. Jehovah Jireh. Incidentally, that term can be found in the Bible in a number of places. Exodus 6, 3, Exodus 17, 15, Psalm 83, 18, Genesis 22, 14, Judges 6, 24, Psalm 83, 18, Isaiah 12, 2, and 26, 4. References to Father God and his sovereignty. And the name Adonai, which is in older translations in the Hebrew. From the Hebrew Bible. Adonai, sovereign God. God our Father is omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, always with us and omnipotent, all-powerful. The enemy, Satan, is not any of that. So he sends his minions out to distract, and he uses his puppets. And we get to thinking, or you hear this person, and wow, they really sound smart. Well, yeah. So did the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin. They sounded smart to everyone that was not paying attention. But when Jesus posed... The point, and he he looked right at him. They that have an ear, let them hear. And they started tugging at their physical ear and looking at one another, questioning, oh, what's he talking about? We, Of course we have ears. We can hear what he's saying. You weren't listening to what he was saying. You heard what Jesus shared, but you weren't listening to what he was saying. There's a difference here, brothers and sisters. Hearing and listening is not the same thing. Just like a cheetah and a leopard is not the same. And simply because you have 500,000 or 5 million people saying that one thing is one way, without going in and taking the truth, extracting the truth, you won't know. You're going to fall into that uh, force of the seeds of weeds that are planted by the minions of the devil that are there to distract. Seek ye first. Be in the Bible, the truth. 
Our instruction manual is given here. And for questions, you go to it and you find out. You don't just take what somebody is saying for face value when they're talking about the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and then go willy-nilly about that. Like I keep telling you, brothers and sisters, try my spirit. It doesn't bother me at all because I know where my truth comes from. I might not have a theological degree and I might not be an eloquent speaker as some may, but my degree comes from HSU, Heaven Sent University. For me, that's the highest certificate. When the Holy Spirit gives me word and God gives me utterance to share it and he uses me for conduit, that blesses me so greatly. And in that blessing that I can bless other people and I remind people that it comes from God. I am merely a conduit being used to get it to others. And if I bless people monetarily or gift them with something, I remind them at the same time that it was given to me of God so that I can give to you. It's like uh, we have at my home church, which incidentally, again, I'm going to plug it at this point in time and invite you there. Trail Lake Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. And we have a thing there called Natan, which is given of God to give to others. My tithe and offering, I don't have a lot, brothers and sisters. I don't have much at all. <laughs> Not much at all. But yet, I am quite wealthy. And I look around at what I'm not seeing temporally, but yet I have things that I brought that have memory. But Jesus Christ is a joy of my Lord. As the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I look around and I've shared with you that my cupboard is filled. My Lord God, Adonai, Jehovah Jireh, God that provides, whatever name, whatever righteous name that you want to use, he provides, he gives, he shares. He's my all-sufficient God. You know, it doesn't need me to uh, have the temporal things such as money. That is temp temporal, temporary. And if I start putting myself into a position where I need that more, uh, then I lose my sight on El Shaddai, my all-sufficient God. El Shaddai, Adonai, the great I am. He's been, he's been given many names and he's given permission to use many names for him as long as they're righteous and upright for his sovereignty. So I caution you, brothers and sisters, because what's taking place a lot now is the diluting of the word. And there are those that speak against the word of God and make it of import what is not there. The word reveals the truth. And I would admonish you, if you are getting caught up in that, that you be very, very careful on where you tread. Because it's a slippery ground that you're walking on and the enemy wants you to be more, rather than being in the center of the path, he wants you to be to the edge where that slippery slope is there and then you 
fall and you tumble, just remember that you can reach your hand out, call out to God, and he will pull you back up. And then you say, God, I'm sorry, I, I, I got caught up in this, forgive me. And you know what God's going to do? He's not going to wag his finger in your face. He's not going to chastise you. He's not going to punish you and spank you. Say, Father, I'm sorry. What's he going to do? The prodigal son came back and the father ran to him. God is going to say, pull you in, give you a hug, kiss you on your neck, and then he's going to step you back. He's going to put his hands on your cheek like my earthly mother and father used to do. He's going to look you right in the eye and he's going, I love you. Of course I forgive you. And then you keep on going, holding on to his righteous, strong right hand. So it's okay to slip and fall as long as you return and you repent. And that's okay. I just caution you, brothers and sisters, that you must be mindful of those that speak outwardly and they speak against what is in the Bible and they draw your attention that it is uh, more important than what they have. And I have a Latin phrase, and, and I actually love this thing. It's called humilitas, oxidit superbium. Humilitas, oxidit superbium. Humility kills pride. Brothers and sisters, I've shared this with you before, that you can come boldly, humbly before God. It's possible to be both. Boldly, but humble. You don't come before God with arrogance and vaunted up with self-worth and pride and try to tell God, sorry, try to tell God and declare him to listen to what you have to say. You can boldly come before God, be auspiciously fearful because he is sovereign and all-powerful God, and you come before him you know, you don't, I, I, <laughs> I can't help it, but I keep getting this picture in my mindset of, of uh, from the Wizard of Oz. Some of you might be too young to even remember what that is. Um, and some of you might not remember this part, but when they were told to go off to see the wizard, and when they finally got in to be able to see the Wizard of Oz, you had Dorothy and her little dog Toto, and you had the... Uh, Cowardly Lion, and then you had the Tin Man, and you had the Scarecrow, all characters that Dorothy met on her walk. And when they came in to meet who they thought was the Wizard of Oz, the all-powerful and all-knowing, they were all pretty frightened. And the Cowardly Lion, of course, went diving out of the window and the tin man stepped up and he was going to tell the wizard what was up and how they were going to get and the wizard raised his voice and then of course the tin man went clanking and clattering and backing up behind Dorothy and then the scarecrow went up and Oz lifted his voice and he went cowering. Brothers and sisters, I... I you know, I get that because sometimes we are all like that. We get before God 
and you forget that he's our good, good father. Yes, he's our sovereign Lord and God, but he's not going to... He's not going to grab you and throttle you because you come forward. Boldness, you walk up, you don't jump out of the window. And you don't go clamoring and hide behind something. Walk before the Lord. Upright, bold. In righteousness, brothers and sisters, you can walk before the Lord boldly with righteousness. Enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Know who he is. He is sovereign Lord God Almighty. And humbly approach and say, Lord God, I would that if it be your will. And here is the import, brothers and sisters, when we all do this, I forget sometimes, and I do this very thing, I, when I do this sharing and all that, this is the word of God. It doesn't elevate me above anyone else and make me more, uh, it doesn't make me better than anyone else at all, except that I am being boldly going out there and doing what God called me to do. There are others that are in their comfort zone and they don't want to get out of their comfort zone because it's comfortable. They become complacent and they don't need to do anything because their mindset has them on their salvation. Oh, I'm already saved. I don't even need to go do anything. Well, you are ignoring God's calling and you are ignoring what the scripture tells you is his purpose. But then of course too, if you're sitting back in your comfort zone and you're not studying the word, you're just hanging out and being comfortable with your uh, your salvation, which is assured, by the way. But you don't get out and you don't do anything about it. And you don't do what God has called us to do. You're in your comfort zone. And some people don't want to get into that. They don't want to get out of that. They become complacent. And this is where I've shared with you before, the slothfulness and the... Um, laziness of many and they're in their comfort zone they don't want to get out and do and that's kind of sad be bold be upright be courageous as I've shared with you Daniel Hananiah Mishael Ansariah they were bold upright and courageous And it's an important thing, brothers and sisters, that we are that way. And sometimes we will pray to God. And when we pray, we forget that it's God's will. And I I find myself doing this. And uh, I ask God to forgive me for that weakness. But it is... It is a weakness, and sometimes, you know, we'll pray, and then because God doesn't deliver in what we consider to be a timely manner, and why isn't it happening, and then after it's done, we're not exactly pleased with the outcome. Hold on here a minute, or as older folks might remember, that quick straw, you say, hold on there, Bubba Louie, Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, 
yeah, I'm an old guy, so I go tara. No, I don't have dementia. I just remember stuff. Um, but here's the important thing, that God is sovereign. God may very well not want us to be involved in that thing that we are praying so hard for, that we think is the important thing. However, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, God has already walked in our yet to come. He's already walked there. He knows. Brothers and sisters, we have to walk boldly, uprightly in faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what we see. And we have to believe that the detour is the road. It's not an inconvenience. The detour is the road. God is with us wherever we go. He's already seen the path ahead. So get off the high horse and quit looking at the watch because if you have you ever seen God's watch? Never seen God's watch? I haven't either except that the word says that he doesn't work on our same time frame. And remember what the scripture says, a thousand years is as a day unto God and a day is as a thousand years. So... That being said, brothers and sisters, we know that God's watch does not function on our time. So get real with it. Don't don't expect God to deliver, boom, immediately when you pray about it. And it doesn't get delivered. And even if he doesn't deliver what you say in your prayer or you think that he should, remember this, when you pray openly in open speech, that it allows for interception and interference. And because God doesn't deliver it when you think it should be or may not deliver what you are specifically asking for at all. It's his will. And he knows already what's best. And we have to have faith in that. Walk by faith, not by sight. And remember, I shared with you in Hebrews 11 that there is a list of folks in there and some theologians call that the hall of faith because it speaks about faith. In the first verse, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then it goes through and it talks more about faith and it names individuals. But here's the thing about the individuals that are in the hall of faith. All of them actually, in part of their walk, fell and they decided to take matters into their own hands and failed miserably at it and then realized that God is sovereign, he is all-powerful, and God still, still did for them. And then they, the realization, the light bulb came on upstairs in the attic and said, you are all-powerful, God, thank you, forgive me. And on they went. And their faith was increased. You have to remember, too, that sometimes we'll go through a situation and we'll help strengthen our faith. I had a couple instances at work, and um, actually, I, I prayed, Lord's will be done. And then, of course, the minions came and they started trying to sow the seeds of weeds, distraction, confusion, and then uh, throwing up these questions. And then 
thought process that I had was, man, you know, maybe I should ask about that specifically and that. Um, but then the Holy Spirit came and said, that's not important. It's already been done. Your father already took care of it. And I have to let it go. Have to let some things go. But we have great difficulty in doing that. We must just let some things go. Especially if you prayed the Lord's will be done. And then he does it. And then you gripe about it. And you complain about it. And then you find some reason. And then you want to question it. Okay. And the direct point that I'm getting at was Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples. <laughs> I love this. In Matthew 6, starting at verse 7, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. Therein lies part of the problem, is that what we think we need is more of what we want and not what we need. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's how we pray or how we should pray. And when we pray, it's his will be done. And many times we'll be surprised because the Lord's will is to grant exactly what we've asked for. So brothers and sisters, be cautious of what's going on around us. Be mindful, but be more mindful that you seek the truth and you don't just take for face value some person out there that became an author and wrote a book and has supposedly got all these earthly worldly credentials. So you think that what they have to say must be righteous. No, it's not. The only righteous word that you're gonna find is in this thing called the Bible. That is our instruction manual. God gave it to us to guide us through life and truth. Seek the word. Seek the truth. Seek his wisdom. Seek his knowledge. Stay in the word. For the word is good. The word is our bread. The bread of life, brothers and sisters. You have a blessed day. You're always in my prayers. My going out, my coming in. And I love you. Some of you I've not seen. I don't know. I've never met. And some of you I have. And I do know. And the word is the same for them as it is for anybody else. Seek the truth. Seek the word. Stay in his word. 
And brothers and sisters, as I said, you try my spirit and you'll find my spirit to be truthful. And God allows me to share this because it is the gospel of Jesus Christ and his truth that I share and not for my vain glory. Have a blessed, great day. I love you all. Just be conscious that you don't get caught up in this thing that's going on around us in the world. And know this too, brothers and sisters. When you look around and you see these things that are going on, and I'm talking about, um, you know, uh, some people get their knickers in a twist about talking about COVID and all this other stuff. But here's the other thing too, brothers and sisters. I speak from knowledge and not just from what people are saying. Okay, you can't do this. Do not be fearful. Fear is a powerful driving force. God did not give us what he gave us to be fearful. We are more than conquerors, brothers and sisters, through the power of Lord Jesus Christ. We will overcome, we shall overcome, and all these lies that are being mongered to people, the agenda is much deeper and darker than anyone actually imagines. And I'm going to finish off by saying this. God created us to be a certain way. And when mammon decides that they're going to take things into their hands, which they've done, God gave us plants, he gave us medications, he is the great physician and all this. And then you have those that believe that the medications and things that that mammon has gone into the laboratory with change and manipulated and that it's better, faster, and stronger. Excuse me, better and faster and stronger than what, God? Because it didn't happen like overnight. You didn't take this magic little pill and fix your headache or you didn't take this little magic pill. Um, you might not realize that maybe your body needed to decompress from everything that was going on around you and that time for healing was necessary, but mammon decided they want everything better, faster, and stronger which is basically how we are with everything. Look at the millennials and all these things that are going on with the computer. Oh, for crying out loud, brothers and sisters, you don't have to get in the car and drive to the store anymore. You can order everything online. It comes to you right now, right today. You can get things today from the store. And then the rest of it will come tomorrow. Okay, brothers and sisters, just be cautious. Seek the truth. Don't buy into life and don't let fear be the driving force. Remember, God doesn't mind if we're afraid, but when we allow ourselves to become fearful, then fear drives us, not faith. Do not be fearful. And fear is a very powerful prod. You might ask someone if they would do something for you and they may or they may not, or they decide to say no. But if you make them afraid and tell them that if they don't do what it is that you want them to do, then such and such is going to happen. And you can pose that as a threat. You can do it any way you want, but you make them afraid of what you may do if they don't do what you want them to do. That's a pretty powerful motivator. And then they say, okay, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you right now, this thing that's going on around us and people being driven by fear, 
And then I have a ponderance that I'll leave you with at the end. Pray about it. Seek the truth. I have loved ones, members of my church body that I haven't seen, but they were actually told that they had to stay away from their grandchildren. They couldn't be around their family because there was a question about something and they had to be go through the process, but it was a two-week process. And now you have all this stuff that's going out there and it just means, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I pray about it to keep from getting in there. But what's most disturbing to me, brothers and sisters, is that all the lies that are being perpetrated. It has nothing to do with the actual incident. It's the lies and that people are being driven by this fear. So they had to wait two weeks for the result to come back to tell them before they could even go see their loved ones. And now I look around and then they, down the line you go, and then they start having these 15 minute results. And now they've knocked off another five minutes. You get a 10 minute instant result, sit in your car and wait, Oh, and now they're free, incidentally. The question that I have, and it could be purely coincidental, but it raises the questions anyway. When there were so many churches and groups and people were saying that they're sick and tired of the masking and they want to go out and they want to be able to fellowship, they want to be able to be together, and then all of a sudden spikes started happening and then what I notice is that you have these 10 minute results and people are being driven by fear. Brothers and sisters, be cautious. Pray before you do anything and you're constantly in my prayers. Seek the truth. Seek, seek God's knowledge and wisdom. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. Be blessed because our Lord God is with us always. He's promised that. Be of good courage. Be not afraid nor dismayed. For thy Lord, thy God is with you whithersoever thou goest. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Be blessed. Have a good day.